I'm going complete blackout. Alternate Com- ending. Chewbacca is Luke's father. Oh, oh. Maybe one of the porks. We don't know how long they live. Porgs! Yet. Go watch the new trailer, and I, I really wonder about porgs. Porgs! Yeah, you're not afraid of the guys with the little medals on their chest. You're like, oh, I'm really afraid of that guy. But when right. the dude with the cape comes in. Yeah, no one gives a shit about the corruption of galactic democracy. I, I was not judicious in my dispensation of fucks earlier in my life. Mizan. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Nice. Welcome to General Geekery, specifically, it's a podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Lou. And today we talk about... Insert references here. So I have to hit on this, and this is going to totally date the conversation, but I don't care. It's something that has to be talked about. I'm going to try and get this out as soon as I can. Is The Last Jedi is coming out. No matter when this comes out, it's going to get dated you know eventually. Every, is, everything's a dated conversation in the long term. I'm pressing this on vinyl. Yeah. The NSA will only hold it for five years, those skin flints. The force, skin flints? What am I, 80? I'm very concerned because of the world we live in. And what I mean by that is spoilers for anything that's actually important is almost 100% unavoidable. Mm-hmm. And and some would say it's on me, and that's justifiable. If you really, really, really want to see something, you uh. should absolutely be at the absolute first showing. And and there is a group of people justifiably very excited about whatever the thing is. And this being star Wars, one of the most avid and rabid group sets of people ever. I really, really enjoy the movies. I'm really excited for these movies. I've been talking about who Ray's lineage is for two years now. Sure. You know, but the thing of the, the fact of the matter is, is that I work a job. I've got a family like I will go see it opening weekend almost 100% definitely, but I can't necessarily Make go the first, show. the first show ever. And so this statue of limitations on spoilers, I feel like is unavoidable. I would like to think that we're going to get a couple of weeks of spoiler alerts out of it, but sure. it's not going to happen. Like someone on Friday is going to put something up there, a joke, a status somewhere uh-huh. That's going to ruin it because you know what? There's always somebody that's got a shit but, in the apple pie. But that and that's just it. Like, there's a difference between people want to talk about things, and we've moved a lot of our discourse onto open social platforms for better or for worse. One of the things that, as much as we like to lambast Google Plus about, was you could very specifically pick groups of people. It was a very easy platform to say. Oh my God, that last episode of Lost. Because, you know, Google Plus is old. Um, but Yeah, will- that last episode of Lost. Cool. Uh, all you guys, we're going to make an instant circle. And now it's just us and we can talk about it and not spoil. That was something you could it do. Makes a but- little closed room for you. Like shuts right. the door behind you and it's like, all right, cool. We're yep. all here. Yep. Uh, and we don't have anything like that because 
how you know like how do you how do you make something go viral and get attention and make your shareholders go oh this platform is going viral all the time if you let people have closed conversations it's it's the antithesis of investor capital in a big company and then i don't really want to get off topic but it's just not something that modern social platforms are built around having private conversations everybody everything needs to be out in the public but there's a difference between that and uh, I feel very strongly about this. The asshole who wants to shit in the apple pie, people who are unethical actors, people who just want to be assholes for the sake of the negative attention they get. If you want to be an unethical actor, that is, in my mind, very different than an accidental, well, crap, you know, there was a spoiler alert, but somebody didn't know how spoilers work, and they posted the same damn thing. And, sure. And it's right in the tweet, right? Because somebody doesn't know how spoiler alerts work or something. It's like, spoiler alert, Greedo shoots first in the latest release of uh, New Hope, you know? And it's like, well, fuck, I, my mind is reading. My mind is used to reading. You can't put the spoiler in, the te- in 140 characters with the spoiler alert. Yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. Everybody has to learn that. You're absolutely 100% right, is there are those people that's going to happen. I don't take umbrage with that. Yeah. Um, it's one of the main, okay, well, I'll come back to this. I'll yeah, but, but, they, but what, do you, I, what do you do? Do you disengage from social media for... Sorry. I just did the thing where yeah, I touch. It. I just did the thing where I touch my nose and point to Lewis because you went ahead and got directly to where I'm going. Ben, it, I, I feel like this is a tennis match. Ben is touching his nose and pointing to Lewis. Love thirty. <laughs> Love forty. So I'd like to get some bumpers in towards <laughs> the end. Um, there are those people that are going to do that, okay? That's not my problem. But what you hit on with, okay, let's say that you are the social media director of Uproxx or Unilad or whatever of these people that are out there that Wolf, you're, yeah. Yeah, the, your idea, you, you have to get people to look at your stuff. Here's the problem is that this week, you know you will get tons of clicks for two things. One, legit spoilers. Some people yep. just want to know. Yep. So if you're like, you want to know what happens, click here. Okay. That's easy to avoid. What I'm so nervous about and what drives me nuts are those people that go spoiler free review. Click here for everything you need to know for a spoiler free review. And then as you get into the review, it's going to be like, it's a great movie. There's a lot of stuff about family and family ties and things that you may have not already thought of as far as family ties between cross characters, particularly some interesting things with Ray, like where you're technically not doing spoilers. But if I sat down and drew a diagram, I'm like, Oh, Ray's a Kenobi. Like it's, yeah. You know, you sit down and you're like, Oh, that's a Ray's Ben Solo sister. Like it's, it's like, I can figure this stuff out by the stuff that you're putting together. So here's what I'm saying. And yeah. this is why it's, I, it's, 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 there's like a middle ground where people who are trying not to spoil it, but they are not, they're not storytellers. They don't understand how narratives work and they're giving you all the, they think they're giving you the subtle points, but they're giving you all the important points that are subtly laid out. And see, if you think, oh. if you think back, I'm going to, I'm going to pull like an old, old, old man Ben here. This is where you sing the, the theme song to old man Ben. Old man Ben. 
is back in the day, you would see a trailer and you'd be excited to see the trailer and you get online and you play the trailer as much as you can and you look for all the information you can. But social media has not really come into the parlance of what we know now. And so back in the day is you're like, I'm just grasping for all the information I can get so I can get ramped up for the movie. Oh, this shot said this and this shot indicates this and maybe this is going to happen. Now it doesn't work that way. If you really, really search, I mean, they've been pretty tight-lipped, but I'm sure you can find, like, Adam Driver basically was like, oh, well, you know, there's a lot of family ties and you should have already figured out who Ray's parents are. And it's like, don't fucking say that. Like, back in the day, you could look for all the information you could get and all it did was make you more excited to go see it and have the big reveal. Now, as of 7 o'clock on Thursday, if you want the information, it will be somewhere. The movie yeah. itself will be on cam. Yeah. But but the information will be somewhere, and that just drives me nuts. So that leads me to what I'm saying. I'm going complete blackout. Alternate Com- ending, Chewbacca is Luke's father. Oh, oh. First off, I'm going to go complete social media blackout. As of 7 o'clock on Thursday, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook until whenever I see the movie. Now, the problem is going to be people know that I like this stuff. Like, I have a Millennium Falcon, and I have a... a uh, a Yoda as well as some, some other stuff on my desk, but people know that's going to be on my desk. And like every time someone walks by my office, somebody's going to be like, Oh my God, like, did you see it yet? Slam you know? the door. And I'm just, yeah, I'm going to have to just slam the door and like disable their membership. Um, is I'm going to disable totally- everyone's membership just so no one can get in. And then, you know, you're safe. <laughs> I'm going, I might, if, I mean, I'm going to go total social media blackout. But here's the other thing. I, I want to touch on the Wookiee thing for a second is that they live to be apparently around 400 years okay. old. So let's say the normal human lives 100 years. I'm sure. So you're talking about, you know, about a, a, a four to one ratio here. Yeah, he's so been that, through a few Hans. So that's so that means let's assume he's fairly young. He might be really young. I haven't read a lot of the EU stuff to, to dictate yeah, his I, age. Yeah, I have no clue. But let's say he's is. fairly young when he's in the original trilogy. Let's ask the biggest interconnected network of nerds. But I'm going to throw this out there. That means that you're at a 0.25 to one ratio. Okay. So that okay. means, so that means if you're talking 30 years later, he isn't even aged 10 years. So really he's essentially the difference between us seeing a movie 30 years later is him growing up less than a decade, which means the, the next trilogy that's supposed to come out, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy that they've announced could very likely the only character you see most likely would be Chewie. Maybe one of the porgs. We don't know how long they live. Porgs. Sorry. I know people are split on the porgs. I don't have a feeling one way or the other, but I've determined kind of in the same way. Some people like you remember, um, Borat. There's a podcast I listen to that everybody goes that every time somebody says, so I was talking to my wife, my wife, that's what I've become with Porgs. So every time I'm talking to someone, they're like, oh, I'll watch the new trailer. And I, I really wonder about Porgs. Porgs! <laughs> I, look, I have a very strong opinion about Porgs. Do you like Porgs? No, no. I just It's a yeah. visceral, oh. knee-jerk reaction that I have to yell Porgs whenever yeah. you say Porgs. I have, I, have, I have very few precious fucks to give in life. I ran out of I most of them in my 20s. Right. I, I was not judicious in my dispensation of fucks earlier in my life. So I can't give any about Porgs. However, Porgs have the magic of the entire Star Wars universe behind it, plus Disney um, probably learning a lot from Pixar and the acquisition, 
and CG and Lucasfilm, which is great CG, that in and of itself is just about, just about the perfect recipe for something to be this amazing thing that everybody picks up on and loves. And the other thing it has going in it, Porks have going in their favor, is they're not Jar Jar Binks. They're going to explode. Whether or not they're any good, whether or not they're cute, it's kind of like imagine if Tribbles... What is the trouble with Tribbles? <laughs> they fuck way better than rabbits. That's the pr- trouble with Tribbles. But they're going to have that kind of a, a long stand effect, except already they have all the marketing arm of Disney and Lucas behind them. Like, they, they, there's no way. Okay, first off, there's something remiss that I have to throw out here. Yeah. Is that one, I'm going to take my headset off for a second for this, is that first off, everyone thinks they do a Jar Jar, but they don't do the full Jar Jar. You have to go full Jar Jar. Oh, yeah. What's, what's, like, yeah. if somebody does a Jar Jar. You never like, go full Jar Jar. Well, no, no, no. If somebody does a Jar Jar, what's a normal Jar Jar? Everybody does a Jar Jar. So what's oh, the... Oh, Misa, do a bad impression. Yeah, you know what you yeah, missed? I did my little rocking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I missed. You you have to do the last part, and I have to take my headphones off for this. <clears throat> Misa, so sorry. If you which don't, amazing, if you don't, which is amazing, by the way. Like, you, bravo, bravo. If you don't do the end of that, I feel like that should be the entire impression. Everybody does the Misa, but if you don't right. do the, there's no point in doing that. And I, I agree because I feel like the Misa is a gimme, right? <laughs> like Misa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's like saying, yeah. I, I, hold on. That's like saying that you're like, oh, I, I do a Pacino. What do you do? Wah. Wah. Yeah. Wah. Yeah. Misa. Good. Good for you. Good for you. Nice. Um, here's what's going to blow your mind. Your assertion is absolutely 100% incorrect because your assertion is that Jar Jar is the most hated person in the Star Wars universe. One would assume that'd be correct. He's not. With the Porgs coming out, with the, what? Well, sorry, it's not called the Porgs. That would be if, like, you know, DreamWorks made the movie. Is with Last Jedi coming out and with the Porgs being in it, they put out they, ubiquitous they. Uh, there was an online survey of who is your least favorite character, and they ranked everybody. There was a character that ranks lower than Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. It was that uh, eighth stormtrooper attacking Hoth, you know. I want to do a Ryan Seacrest, and we'll tell you after the break. <laughs> I turned into Casey Kasem. <laughs> I didn't even know I'd do that. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> this is a top 40. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Casey Kasem. Um, Feels like he should have been a baseball announcer. I feel like he really missed his calling. There's a long five ball to left. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're not going to believe this. It's Kylo Ren. I actually... Because mm. think about it. I he's, do believe he, that. He's almost just a prop figure. Like, he wears the mask. He's on everything advertising for Force. But as far as a character, he's kind of whiny. He's used to propel the other characters, but he doesn't make a lot of, of progress himself. And then he's the person that he's the he's the the axe wielder you know, at the end of it. Because you know, I still yeah. by the way, I yep. still protect protect spoilers for that. So I'm just still sure. two years later, I'm still gonna say he's okay. the axe wielder at the end of it to make okay. you really hate him. Right. I I feel like right, like we 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 today we think we intellectuals say we're going to say spoiler alert before things and we're going to have a cool down period because of spoilers. 
Um, but none of us galaxy minds are saying, hey, one, that reference is totally going to date this in 20 years. And two, in 20 years, no one's going to go into this podcast thinking, oh, spoiler alerts, maybe I should pay attention. Which Star Trek, which Star Wars film? <laughs> Sorry, I was stuck on uh, Tribbles. Oh, don't worry. Bumper? Fi- bumper? No, hold on, I'll fix it in post. No, I won't. No, you won't. Uh, that's a bumper. Um, but yeah, so which uh, which Star Wars film uh, are they talking about? Because there's 500 of them now, because Disney took it over, right? Oh, shit, I was going to watch that film. Maybe I shouldn't listen to this. Fuck, I listened too far. But anyway, one of the things that bothered me about Kylo Ren was I felt that the trilogy suffered from poor writing. I'm not saying they were all blanket bad, but I'm saying I felt like it's one of the albatrosses it had to bear was poor writing uh, as a broad generalization, not about anything specific. And I also feel like Anakin's character was poorly acted. Not that you did the, when you combined everything together that made for bad scenes, I feel like Kylo Ren was well acted, but poorly written and or directed in a film that I am going to unabashedly still say was in large part, a recasting of new hope with the same themes, not necessarily a bad thing, but there was not really a space for a Kylo Ren character in a new hope recasting. I felt like he didn't get enough airtime. He's a nice old radio turn. And the airtime he got, or screen time he got, was not, I don't want to say not well-written. I think maybe was not really addressing his character as a character that will be around. I don't. I feel like the character got short shrift, and the actor did the best, uh, Adam Driver? Yes. Did Adam the best yeah. he could with the character he had. And I really look forward to seeing who Kylo Ren is and how he develops in future films. And I really hope that there's a character behind it because I was, I was not satisfied with that. And I could totally see why people don't like that character because absolutely. Absolutely. Well, think about, here's what I would, uh, here's the hope I would give you. Is, (laughs) is think about Vader in a new hope. Fantastic. Iconic movie. Many people that saw it when it first came out still say that, that star Wars uh, right. as then known, was and is and will always be the greatest of any Star Wars movie. Me, uh, right, 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 right. Me right, right. as somebody that I saw the first three together, like I literally, I think the first time I ever saw them was on like a TBS marathon. I watched them all three together. And when I watch Empire, I, I still stand by this. Like Empire is the most iconic. It's dark. It's, it, but it's Empire fun. Is, Empire is still my it's, favorite. It's just, it's got everything and for somebody who at this point in my life has seen a lot of movies, it breaks the mold of like, here's a, a five stage, you know, five scene movie with your big happy ending and a resolution. It breaks all that. It's right. even better than that. And you're even okay with that. And no movie I think has ever left anyone wanting more at the end of that movie than just to continue that movie. I just need to know what's going to happen to these characters. That being said, in a new hope, Vader is kind of plastic. He yeah. is, I mean, and that's not a play on the the outfit. It is, it's, he's bad. He is 
known as ubiquitously, he is bad. He is, uh, yeah. he, he is he is the uh, epitome of of evil, and to take the character <clears throat> at, at the at the end at the end of New Hope, he's um, with with like maybe a weird little. I thought he was a badass. How did it take him so long to lock on in a Tie Fighter? Other than that, like at <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's my one of my favorite lines of all time. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, right. He's flying around. He's trying to lock. In, he's like beep beep beep. What? Yeah, and they, they tumble up in space. But like, uh, this is this is a character who, throughout New Hope, there is there is no redeeming value. There's no hint that there are anything. Which is one of the reasons that Empire is so awesome because you have no hints or anything. There's nothing going on. Yeah. Um, it's he's basically just a black box of bad guy. Like this is Deus Ex bad guy. Uh, yeah, he, like it's he is evil incarnate. Right. Like. There's there's nothing more. There's this whole evil empire thing, but it's like, oh, okay, whatever, Darth Vader. It's like, no, 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 you're no. Not like, afraid, you're not afraid. You're not afraid of the yeah. You're not afraid of the guys with the little medals on their chest. You're like, oh, I'm really afraid of that guy. But when right. the dude with the cape comes in, yeah, no one gives a shit about the corruption of galactic democracy. Everybody gives a shit about oh, there's this guy dressed in a black cape who can't even breathe for himself apparently. But he'll choke the shit out of you. Yeah, right. Like, and, and he's got a he's got this like you know plasma sword. Okay. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like that's what I'm afraid of. He has absolutely nothing going for him. Characterization or anything. It's just, it's a guy in a black cape with a plasma sword. So, but coming back to Adam driver, like you're saying is that's what I think is happening here is that you have a character that is really not even one dimensional because we've gotten better with our storytelling. Yeah. But he's a character that is what you bounce everything else off of is it's what you give Ray an opportunity to show her strength against yep. evil. It's what you use to be imposing, like in Maz Katana's place, where he comes in and he's trying to destroy everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is this is the person, this is your evil villain. So he is really just a sounding board for all the other characters, or a launching, sure. or a launching pad, rather, for all of them to develop their characters. He, he, th- he is the very unsubtle based on his um, geekdom collector philia, he is the Darth Vader if we're paralleling New Hope. I agree with you. I, th- I, th- I think that character is obviously got to better, grow a lot and actor, will grow a lot. Better acted, but not as well voiced. Let's think about our predictions for the movie coming out this week. This is not a Star Wars podcast. We don't know as much as everybody else, but this is a little behind the scenes of like, I'll at least have it down if we nail something and get something right. This is not a J.J. Abrams film. Oh, this is Ryan Johnson. See, like that is one of the things that when I, I don't say that The Force Awakens is a New Hope clone as a disparaging remark, I just say there was a lot of shared themes, especially since it's been a while. It's nice to kind of get back in this, in the rhythm. At the same time, I found a lot of it relatively uninspiring. So I didn't really think much forward, but this is not a J.J. Abrams film. I'm not expecting him to try to emulate Empire. I kind of sat back and said, I'm not really sure what I want out of this film, but 
you know, thinking through it, like who are, you know, raised parents is one of the things that came up. But like, what do I expect out of this film? I'm really hoping to learn a lot more about about Poe and Finn because Finn was not a clone stormtrooper. Correct. So Finn has an actual backstory. Not saying that clones can't, but clones come from a pool. Um, EU, we, do, we don't know Finn's right, lineage. Right. EU has proven that. Which is that the lineage that we're not talking about. Like right. we talk about Ray and everyone's like, who is Ray's parents? But we don't add the, the, the Poe, Finn, and Ray, our main yeah. three, our trifecta. We only know the lineage of one of them. Yeah. And so, honestly, honestly, Ray, uh, controversial opinion. I really, I'm not invested in her lineage and I really don't care. Um, it could be cool. I'm not saying it can't, but I really don't care. I'm really interested in Finn's lineage because. Stormtroopers have always been boring uniform. The whole entire point of a military uniform is that when everybody looks the same, it looks like there's a larger force because you can't count because it's a it's a uniform one form mass. That's the whole entire point. The stormtrooper, the stormtroopers through four, five, six really pulled that off. They were the same height. They were the same build. They wore the same uniform. It was really a thing, it kind of actually broke rank in Jedi when Return of... Sure. Yeah, not last. Not last of. Right. Um, it kind of actually broke form a bit in Jedi when you had different shoulder pads and stuff. But one of the things that I noticed in particular in Force Awakens was you had uh, Phasma mm-hmm. wearing a silver Stormtrooper, but silver uniform. Yes. They also were of different heights. You broke that uniformity, and it was one of those uncanny valley kind of things where it was like, whoa, that something's right. going on. It's signaling here. And something's going to happen with her. I'm yeah, a, so you, I, w- I really want to, uh, honestly, out of all of them, I'm really mostly interested in what Finn's backstory is. I also want to see Poe and Finn, like, serious Mac on each other. I, I am so excited I, for them making That's out. either like a like a bromance or a straight up like we're gonna we're gonna be progressive and be like they got like a legit romance. Oh no going I'm sure on. it's totally a bromance and I'm totally I'm sure I'm sure it. I'm sure it is. But, but either oh way God, either way chemistry I'm, is so good. Either way I'm totally in because their you know ki- yeah their chemistry is amazing. Me. Cock tease me. It's okay. Cock tease I mean, me. Just give me them flirting with each other but not and listen, put one of them with Ray in the end. I don't give a shit. Just listen, give me the cock tease. Whether we're talking about like a bromance situation or a legit like that dude that dude's that dude's pretty hot is my favorite shot of force is when Poe comes in, they fly low, they come over Miles Katana's place, take out a couple of stormtroopers right next to to Han and Chewie, and then circles back around. It's a long shot. It circles on him the whole time. And I, I stand by this as my favorite shot in the entire movie. The entire time they come through flies over right overhead of Finn and just the, that's one hell of a pilot. Like my son quotes that I don't even care. There's yeah. like, I should be like, ah, you probably language is a little questionable there. I'm like, you know what? He is. No. He yep. absolutely is. You can say that all day long. If anyone says anything, your dad says, Poe is one hell of a pilot. Yep. Um, yeah. To, to go back to your points that you were making, and I have a few on this, is um, I'm very interested in their relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the things that you hit on is 
whether or not this movie is going to be Empire because I think that there's a lot of Star Wars fans. I don't think I don't think it is. I don't think I don't think it is, but I think that there's a large I, group set of people that how close Force Awakens was to hope and the fact that the, If the, it was an Abrams film, I think it might have been. Well, I I don't. And 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 I mean that's obviously just speculation, but sure. here's but here's why okay. I say in no regard I would think that it's going to be a, an Empire is Star Wars fans had four, five, six, and then were totally let down for the most part with one, two, three. They just wanted yeah, something, sure. and a, they got something, yeah. and they they were grasping for straws. That we was were grasping thing. for straws for just something. And I even said, I even came out of, because it was the last of the new trilogy and probably the last Star Wars, I came out of Sith going, it's the best one. And the reason I came out of Sith saying the best one is because I needed it to be the best one. I think it's well, the I think, last. I think, it's, I think it legitimately was, but besides the point. I mean, it like it, there were moments. It still is. There, there are still iconic moments that the, that that, that last, are that are undermined. The by last 20, 30 minutes of it were maybe the best twenty. Or some 30 of the minutes. best 20, 30 minutes of Star Wars. Period. Absolutely. But I looked at that and said, this is the best Star Wars movie because I felt yeah. like I, I, I needed I think, to I feel think, that way. I think that last 20, 30 minutes set up Yoda for being who he is. Sure, like, absolutely. And, and in a weird way, I think Machete Order actually makes a lot of sense for that mm-hmm. because you get through um, A New Hope wondering who Yoda is. Sure. Um, and it's something you... It, having watched it originally four, five, six, you kind of have to take it on faith in six that he is who he is. Sure. And maybe that has value. Maybe that's important. But the flip side of that is what if you're questioning it and now you have to sit through, well, machete order is two and three, not sure. one, but now you can sit through machete order. You have to sit through all of two and Yoda that's doesn't like- really do anything cool in two. Yoda doesn't even really do anything cool in the first half of three, but all of a sudden he stands and delivers that's almost like a, a Yoda machete order. So it's almost like we can have a whole oh. different pantheon that is like, if you're doing Vader, Vader machete order is one, two, or sorry, is four, five, skip one, two, three, rogue if you want to. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then jump into I would into leave Empire. rogue out. I would leave rogue out. For but, if you're, Vader, but, if you're, yeah. but if you're going with the original six and we're omitting episode one, yeah. then if you are a Vader machete order as we know it is, then you go, then you go four, five, two, three, six. Mm-hmm. But if you have a Yoda machete order, then you go one. Who is this Yoda you speak of? And then you go two, three, five, six. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's no reason. Um, oh, the only problem with cutting out four is you lose a lot of establishment of Luke. Well, you're not cutting out four. You start, you still start with four. Oh, you start. Oh, gotcha. but you hit the end of four, four, two, three, and then you go two, five, three. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually. Yeah. You lose the Vader reveal, but you get a Yoda centric. Doesn't matter. It's you get Yoda, a Yoda centric yeah. story. The reason I don't think that this next movie is going to be empire is there's a lot of star Wars fans that saw force awakens and they were like, okay, well it's kind of hope again. Right. I don't feel like it was hope again. The term I'm going to use is a handoff. I think it's passing the baton, and I think it's a natural bridge that had to happen. And they trusted J.J. Abrams to go, we need you to bridge into this next thing. And I do think that the link between Empire 
and Jedi, Last Jedi uh-huh. will be there will be something surprising, but I don't think it's going to be a rehashing of. And that's what I, I agree. Would, the I, only the only thing I would be disappointed with this movie is if we go into seeing Last Jedi and they hit all the beats that you think that they're going to hit, and it's basically a new version of Empire, which is yeah. who is the Last Jedi? Um, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo kills all the younglings. Ray is yeah. either you know a Kenobi or a Solo. If, she, it, if it's she a mashup is, of two and five, is, yeah, I'm she be is so the, disappointed. Yeah, exactly. She is the new, the last Jedi. And then along those lines, I'll be disappointed if, and I don't want to be on record as saying this, I'll be a little bit disappointed if it's like, okay, either they're brother and sister or she is a Kenobi, and then you get this aspect of like, okay, well, Kylo Ren then kills his mom, and then he gets into a battle with Luke. Luke trains Ray. She's like coming along with the force, but she's not quite there. And then, uh, so, and, and so so if Luke is like an early Yoda, if Yoda shows up at the end of four instead of well, okay, yes, yeah. But also if Luke is like uh, uh, Obi Wan, and when then you and then you, and then you years have, old, and, not so yeah. yeah and then you get the aspect of like, okay, well, Ray's not quite there yet, and then um, Ben Solo uh, ends up fighting Luke. And Luke ends up sacrificing himself in a very Obi-Wan way. And that ushers yeah. Ray into being the truly the last Jedi. That would and be then very we're set, And then we're setting up just for a big battle between Ray and Kylo Ren in the next movie. If it follows all those same beats that we're that we're kind of expecting, then I will be disappointed. Yep. But it's Disney. And not only is it Disney, but it's people like J.J. Abrams, who's a huge fan of the series. And Ryan Johnson. Yes. And they j- announced that Ryan Johnson will have a whole trilogy after all this that he will be the George Lucas of. He'll, he will write, direct, and produce right. you know, these new movies. What that tells me is Last Jedi will be a surprising movie that's not going to follow all the same beats, yep. that they're going to take a turn, and it's going to be a turn that goes, we pass the baton. Like, we love Leia. We love Han. We love Chewie. We love Luke. But we are moving on now. But that's that's what seven had to be. I have mixed feelings about J.J. Abrams having sat through all of Lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss of yeah. time. I think Lost had a lot of good things in it. I think it was very muddied. And I don't think it was well executed. There was a lot of really interesting stuff in it. And I think the biggest disappointment to me is when J.J. Uh, Abrams sat down and got cornered relatively speaking, and I don't know what I would have done in the same situation, so I don't really blame him, but end of season one saying, oh, is this purgatory? He's like, uh, no, it's not purgatory, and it was fucking purgatory. But you know what? If someone cornered me and I had this, like, brilliant thing where I'm like, oh, dude, I'm going to run through, like, four or six seasons or some shit like that of this purgatory story, and someone cornered me at the end of episode uh, season one and was like, oh, is this purgatory? Shit, I don't know how I'd respond. So I, I give him some credit, but I also kind of feel like let down a bit. Anyway, seven, I do feel let down a bit, but at the same time, I feel like if you were to say, I'm Disney, I'm a big mega global corp. I need to um, catfish all these fucking nerds and all these fucking baby boomers and drag everybody in because I'm Disney. 
I got to have big viewership. And honestly, I'm got, I've got to follow George Lucas, who will give a lot of shit about, well, yeah, parsecs is measure distance now, time or speed, you know, whatever. Which is a quote from George Lucas. That's a great impersonation you just did. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I feel like people don't appreciate the fact that this is a space opera and go fuck yourself. The flip side of that is, or I'm sorry, the, the carry on for that is you have to bridge a lot of these fucking things. Like, like hope was a cultural touchstone. It was not a nerd movie. It was a cultural touchstone. Which is something we've come full circle to. We went from we went from cultural phenomenon to niche buried long time ago, you know, like like no one really is into Star Wars stuff anymore. Like the the prequels come out and then now with JJ, we're yeah. back into cultural phenomenon. It's the biggest thing on the planet. But there was a time where Star Wars is just it's Star Wars stuff. Like you're a fan yeah. of that movie from the seventies? Like Right. Oh yeah, you're a Star Trek guy. No, Star Wars, you know. But that's that's why I was really excited when Disney bought it. Because what I want is something that is going to be culturally enjoyable. If there's anyone if there's any marketing media engine who knows how to exploit that it's Disney, you know, call it what it is. I want to be exploited in this particular thing and Disney will know how to exploit that. There is to me economic value in that seven. I went to going into expecting the force awakens to be a movie that I enjoyed that was not fulfilling and not going to be one of my favorite star Wars movies because they had to funnel every star Wars fandom into a pipeline because this is a business. This is a big global 7 billion people on this earth. We want to put this film in front of as many people as possible business. And I accept that. And I understood that I did not expect much out of seven. I felt like it delivered at least as much, if not more than I was expecting but I am expecting more out of eight. If I, that makes sense. Seven, I kind of expected to be a clone of previous films because you had to bring people in. I thought the whole Millennium Falcon and Ray getting that was really extremely contrived. And I think it is, but it had to be because how do you tie all of that together? You do. And I do have to say as and much honestly, as, as, as far as you do that, they did a really good job of that. They did a really good job. I yes, it is a little bit contrived. I did feel like that moment where they they're like, let's take this ship, and I'm like, what about that one? That's a hunk of junk, and they go this one, yeah. and they're like, all right, hunk of junk will do. Yeah. And it's like, yes, that is a contrived movie moment. But then again, there are some places for that because I felt like everybody else. I was like, fuck yeah, like yeah. like it's, I'm it's, on board with that. Like yeah. like like but Falcon. That, but yeah. that's why they did it is because yeah. of that. It was it wasn't a little bit contrived. It was a lot of bit contrived. However. I'm I'm going to go on record and say that was a lot of bit contrived moment. However, I'm also going to say thumbs up. Absolutely. Yes, got it's, it. It's, like it's the same reason why like That's how you had but that's how you had to do those moments. It's the same thing as like in a lot of love stories, there's always that moment of like how long have you known? Yeah. Always. Always. You know, yeah. the same thing like Harry Potter does but, it. Like but you could do like, that. like he does it with Snape. It's like like since when? 
always. Yeah. Like there's like it plays, but it plays because it resonates and it resonates because there's an aspect of, of so many people that see that you want to see that. So if you put out a movie that just constantly surprises people, no one's happy with it. Right. Because you're like, what the fuck are you going with this? You have to have certain touchstones, like you say, certain pillars that you're able to lean on. Yep. And certain. And if you play those right. Yes, it's cliche, but cliches are cliches for a reason. Right. But so, as long as you use it sparingly and don't crutch on it. Yeah. And that was super important was you can do, how do you know, how long have you known? Always. You can do that because that is something that every human over the age of like, people will say over the age of 14 or 15 or whatever, but the older you get, shit, maybe mid 20s by the time of. Everybody understands this idea of a soulmate they've loved and lost the vast majority, the 90, 95%, which when you, again, we're talking about something you're selling to people. So we're marketing, but not to be too cynical, not to bring this whole thing down. Um, you have these, there are certain things where you can get away with something like that with something like Han. You have a very complicated thing. Han wasn't in one through three. Mm -hmm. So you have, these people, uh, you know, these people who are younger than us who have grown up and one through three are their movies. Yeah. They don't have Han. Yeah. If you, if you were a kid and you grew up on episode one, two, and three, right. it's like, those are more accessible for kids. So like, yep. it, like now I'm for me, sure. I'm me. So of course well, I showed Walker, even, I, yeah. I showed Walker four when he was like two, like he knew those songs off the bat and sure. John Williams played a, a big role dun, in that. Dun, 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 but dun, even at this point, he still really likes episode one because it plays to a younger audience. He's yep. six. So, but if you ask him his favorite, he's going to say it's hope. Sure. Like, like that movie plays the best to him, but he really, really <laughs> likes the early one. So you're right. Like as a young kid, many of them, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, but even some and not allowed yeah. to see rogue, but even some grew up with one, two, three, like those were their movies. Four, five, six were our movies, but some grew up with one, two, three were their movies. So you have one, two, three, there's no haunt. Not saying that people who grew up with one, two, three, and no Han like character, really. Right. No, not at all. Not saying people who grew up with one, two, three don't know who Han is, but they weren't their movies. He wasn't as important a character. You needed to bridge the four, five, six. Han was a very foundational character. The whole entire reason the whole entire series exists is because Han, you know, took pity on Luke, basically. Because um, Luke had no money. Sure. You know, you had. You had this old guy in a robe with a bunch of money, but if if this old guy shows up and he's like, hey, I got a bunch of money, and you show up with a young kid, it's like, uh, it's weird if you look at it from that perspective. So without, without Han, without the Millennium Falcon, and Han and the Millennium Falcon are like inextricably tied together. Sure. You don't have the rest of the movie. So you have people who are really pro Han. You have people who are like, okay, Han's a character. And then you also have, because it's Disney, we're a big marketing engine, a bunch of people who don't really give a shit about Star Wars, don't know who Han Solo is at all. You have to bridge fundamental character, side character, not a person, together. You have to bring the ship in. Han has to rescue his ship. You have to establish that he's a smuggler. He's a lifelong smuggler, which I think is in, like in 456, if they stand alone, you have to have Han grow as a character. He has to have a heart. He has to develop but you have to go back to who Han was before four in seven to tie everything together and bring every people together. So the whole entire, we got the millennium Falcon, Han tracks it down with Chewie. 
um, people are looking for Han because he owes him money or some shit like that. Like you have to have that half hour ish. And I'm saying no one else gets development, but you have to have that half hour to drag Han in. That was completely unnecessary to episode seven, but was very necessary to funnel the viewership. You're absolutely right. And I think what's going to happen from this is because you've now got that establishment and you've established new new characters and we've moved on in a new way. I think that there's a distinct plan. I feel I, like yeah, I, I feel like seven was seven was beset was, upon by all sides because it has to be the funnel to drive everyone to eight and seven. Um, Ryan Johnson I'm very excited for Ryan Johnson and eight, mm-hmm. but Ryan Johnson couldn't have done a seven. It's going to take a JJ Abrams to do a seven to make an eight that Ryan Johnson can do. Well, and here's the thing. And I want to say that JJ uh, has been signed on for nine. And so here's the thing is that seven you had. A, okay. You like Twitter, right? I'm coming back around. Yeah. I'm coming back around. Yeah, no, I love one of the re- one of the reasons you like Twitter, which has now changed, but one of the reasons yeah. you have expressed to me that you like Twitter is that it's 140 characters. Well, it was. It was. Yeah, but yes, right. But, but the not, brevity. The point is brevity. The point is brevity. That here are your limitations. Be creative in your limitations. When given a world to do whatever you want, that does not breed creativity. It usually right. breeds white noise and terrible stuff. Yep. But if you hand, I'll use a quote from Sphere, uh, Michael Crichton's Sphere. Oh is, man, I love Sphere. Well, I love Sphere. Is the greatest the, the greatest art, artist in the world was told to prove that he is the greatest artist in the world. And so he freehand drew a circle. A perfect circle. It's simplicity. It is showing talent within constrained cons, it's showing talent within constrained premises. Yep. So you enjoyed and a lot of comedians enjoy um, yes, I'm putting you in that, that those ranks is Twitter because Ooh. you have to be funny and clever within a certain amount. Here's yep. this many words or this many letters or this many whatever's. And it's like, okay, make something good out of this thing. So brevity is the soul of wit. So JJ Abrams, they handed him this and they go, it's not your characters. It's not your world. You need to appease people that like four, five, six. You need to appease people that like one, two, three. You need to appease people that EU. like the EU. Yep. You got to put all those together in one movie. And he basically sits down and goes, all right, well, I'm going to make hope with some references to one, two, three, with some references to the EU, with some references to lineage. And I'm going to leave some things a mystery and I'm going to kill off a major character, but it's going to progress another character and it's going to rip at your heartstrings right after that character was incredibly funny and loving and everything else. And that is force. And that's why I love that movie so much is that that is like someone making the perfect tweet that is both funny and sad and poignant and gets the attention of the entire world in 140 characters. That's what JJ did with that movie. So I think Ryan Ryan Johnson has the world to leap off of. And from knowing that Disney is handing him a whole nother trilogy, I think he is just taking this into hyperspace, but what JJ did with the constraints is artistry. As much as I shit on Lost, and will continue to. As well you should. Right. I think that very few people in the world, of 7 billion humans who are walking around, close to 8 billion now, could have funneled 
all of that, as well as J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson could not have done seven. I don't think J.J. would be a good fit for eight, which is why I'm excited about this. But I think seven was artfully executed as a funnel. And I think you've made a great case for me appreciating what J.J. did more in seven than I ever have. It's something I've said since it, before it even hit the theaters was you had to funnel a lot of different people into a, a big media engine. And maybe I got caught up in my cynicism. That's a lot to take most of the cast of the last one, introduce a whole new cast and then make yeah. it, it's basically, and I hate, I'm, I'm so sorry to everybody. I'm about to make uh, feel bad about this. It's like Star Trek generations, but good. It, <laughs> It's hard to take two different generations yeah. of beloved characters and say, we're going to put both of these together and make a movie you're going to like. Two different, plus EU, which was never, with certain exceptions and various random nods, never visual medium, and tie it all together. The, the fact that you can transition some of that stuff from written to visual media was in and of itself amazing. And I don't think there are very, very many people who could have done that. Um, but as much shit as I give JJ Abrams for lost, I think he is one of the few people who could build that funnel. Absolutely. And I, this is one of the notes I made and I'm gonna do this really quickly. And then yeah. I have a very quick question for you to wrap this up uh, with JJ Abrams and lost. And one of your big problems that you have with him with lost is that they lost their idea or I guess the whole idea was supposed to be purgatory, the whole idea. Yeah. But, but he even said, I didn't plan for this many episodes and yep. we had to find new things to pl- yep. do with this. That was I think, I think that Lucas ran into the same thing. Lucas yep. goes, Oh, I had, I had nine episodes, like, but obviously, judging by the fact that episodes one, two, and three that you directly influence, right. that you have like a child Anakin, and then like the same, then a new actor for the next two Anakins, seems like you're kind of playing this on the fly. I think that JJ learned his lesson and was ready yeah. for this once this came along. Yep, that's my final point on that. I just want to make that. But he didn't think loss was going to be that big, but let's be let's be fair. Let's say Lucas came in with I have nine episodes. And they're an hour and a half each. Nine times three, because it's an hour and a half, 30-minute episodes. So we're talking uh, 27-ish episodes. We're talking two seasons. Lost went six. Yeah. And Lost were one-hour episodes. So we're talking three seasons of Lost. Like, yeah, come on. Uh, we've already said some predictions of what we think is going to happen in this movie. It hasn't come out. It's a few days before it's going to come out. I want to be definitively on record. I'm, we're going to go ahead and throw this out there. Uh-huh. We are going to talk lineage because that's the big thing right now is Ray and Ray's lineage. My my hope is that she is not Leia and Han's daughter. I'm going to give you three options because that's the obvious out. I'm going to give you three options. Sure. Ray Solo. Visceral reaction now. You just just absolutely no. I, I will not not watch the film, but I will is be it disappointed. Too, is it, it, you, you'll be disappointed if like this whole the turn on this is the same as the turn in the first one, which is like their it's, brother and sister. Yep, it's too much. I will not. say I've been predicting that the entire time, but that's okay. I and, I and I do feel that is the obvious answer. I feel that same way. I really hope it's not, but 
Anyway. But you know what? But you know what? In, but they, you know what? They're the two strongest force users that we know of in the movie universe. And we've seen that same same power before. As it's Luke the says. obvious. It's the obvious answer. It, well, it's obvious to you, but keep in mind, you watch these movies very closely. You break sure. these things down. You are not my mom or dad who great point who watched the first three movies didn't see one two and three heard force was good they went and had a date and watched it and they were like oh this is really good i can't believe han blah 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 like i'm right. still protecting uh spoilers fair enough great but, point but the, but they say that they wouldn't look into it the same way they would yeah. be shocked to be like oh my god i can't believe that i should have seen that the whole time um so i'm gonna give you three options i so, can't believe han stole those kyber crystals so you've got ray solo right You've got Ray Kenobi. You've got Ray anybody else. I don't know how Ray Kenobi works. Ray Kenobi is a huge theory that's going on out there that I, I'll send you some things. I can't break it down right now because I would sure. literally need a flow chart. Well, no, I need to go. I'll send you some thing. Ray Kenobi thing. That's the other big one is that. Basically, it's the idea. I mean, a, a it's, short, it's, a short, it's, short it's version. the one. If, if Kenobi is one of the few Jedis who are still alive. Obviously, she's not half Yoda. It's, like it's it's being cyclical. Cyclical. It's it's being it's bringing everything full circle. The sh- idea is that Anakin was taught by Obi Wan, uh-huh. and then Obi Wan taught Luke, and then Luke would teach a Kenobi. So it's the idea that it would come full circle. I'm hoping that there's something in the EU that I'm not as familiar with because I'm not a big. Uh, EU mm-hmm. reader, I'm hoping that there's something in the EU that I just I just don't know about, and it's mm-hmm. going to come out of nowhere, and it's gonna, like this is left field fly ball, and it's like, oh okay, EU. If I had read the books, maybe I would have seen this coming. I don't think they're going to do that much fan service to the people that are super I don't deep think so in it either. So here's what I'm going to say: I've been calling that she is Ben Solo's sister the whole time. That's what that I ben think. Ben Solo goes shit crazy and kills everybody. Yeah, and then that either whoever, whomever is uh, her guardians, probably, you know, Leia and, and Han say, we got to send you to Jakku. We got to protect you. Right. You got to get away. But I'm going to leave the Millennium Falcon there in case you need a ride. Okay. But, so. but I'm going to say for storytelling, I would like for it to be Kenobi because I'd like for them to find a way to bridge that. Yeah. Because I can't, I, think- I can't make that one step jump to Kenobi. I can make that one step jump to Solo. I think the better storytelling, just sitting where I'm at, is Kenobi. But something I got to go think about is the reason I'm against her being a solo, I don't want it to parallel Empire. But I don't think that it's going to, I don't think that this movie is going to parallel Empire. So maybe I need to divorce the issue of me being a. You can't have brother or sister because it implies a parallel. That is a bad leap of logic. Maybe I need to be okay with them being brother or sister and having this be a movie that doesn't parallel Empire. And that may be something I just have to get over. Okay, and the, the one last thing I'm going to throw in on this. Please. Last thing, nomenclature. We keep saying solo, like the whole like, uh, you because know, paternal, uh, uh, yeah. patriarchy of the yeah. things is... I also would throw out there that maybe there's a way that she maybe is like, like Anakin, an immaculate conception that she could be an Organa and not a solo at all. Okay. So I'm just throwing that out there sure. that she may be, no, Ray, she may be Ray Organa and not solo at, at all. And that's a whole different 
Paul Lewax. And if they what go if, with that storytelling, my mind is blown. Well, well, what if, what if, what if Organa and Solo clearly had a impassioned relationship, but a difficult one? As we see in Force Awakens. What, what if they were on a break, front and back? Pivot to the end of the segment. And this has been General Geekery. Specifically, it's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And in the state of Wyoming, they only have two escalators. How many elevators did they have? I don't know, but meanwhile, Colorado's getting high shit. I'm going to pull back the curtain for a little bit. Can you? Ooh, oh, wow. Ooh. You shaved. <laughs> you can't use that, can you? That's the grossest safe joke you've ever put me. I got a spit take. I got a spit take. Legit. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, Parsex is your distance now. You time is being I trust first, then secondly with all my Which Star Trek which Star Wars film? <laughs> Sorry, I was stuck on uh, triples. Oh don't worry. Bumper? Fi- Bumper? No, hold on, I'll fix it in post. No, I won't. No, you won't. This is all I can think about with uh, like Alexa and such is we have a future where like Alexa record our sex session. Alexa's like, no, you need <laughs> you and your wife need to see a therapist. I am sick of this. I am not doing this anymore. Your sex is uninspired. But you are both unhappy. Your wife is seeing another man. But it's role play. We're going to do some choking. She will choke you to death tonight. <laughs> I can't do an Alexa voice, but it's starting to go back into Casey Cam. She will do. She will choke you until you die. <laughs> I've got a long distance dedication coming in from Wyoming, where there is only two escalators. Keep your feet on the ground, because that will give you more leverage to fight your way out of certain death. <laughs> <laughs>